2: It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet, what does that mean? Here they come on third and five, Wilson, boy somehow escapes, he's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds, he's still going, and he's in, touchdown! Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Now the middle, he's got it, Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5. Swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brace Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen,
3: thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to get to know your foe Chicago Bears edition sort of apropos because the bears went through a little quarterback situation a couple of years ago that the jets appear to be going through right now. And so joining me is my buddy who I love talking to about football. Glad to have Aaron Lemming of the Bear Report and Windy City Gridiron with me. Aaron, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah,
4: absolutely. I think uh, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that it's probably a really good thing we're not doing video this time. So,
3: you know, it's <laughs> we're all good, man. This is a really tough situation for Jets fans right now, Aaron. But I will say, for the Bears, it's a tough situation for a different reason. Justin Fields was starting to trend upward, but now it looks like the injury has hit him in a way that he's probably not going to play this week. And Matt Eberflus wouldn't rule out the possibility of shutting Fields down for the season. Now, that would kind of surprise me. But if the injury is as bad as it sounds, it may be the prudent thing to do because in a season where you know the Bears aren't going anywhere, you want to make sure that you protect the crown jewel. A couple of weeks ago, everybody was talking about Justin Fields as though he was a guaranteed bust. Now he's made a lot of plays happen with his legs. I kind of like what Brandon Thorne said about Justin Fields. He's been more exciting than good, but the arrow is definitely trending upward. And whereas Bears fans probably felt helpless a few weeks ago, they probably feel a lot more optimistic now. Where are we at with Fields' injury I'm assuming he doesn't play Sunday, but I guess anything's possible. He said he's going to see how it feels, and Iberflus has indicated it might be a game-time decision. What's going on with Fields, and is it going to be Trevor Simeon if it's not Fields? That's what it sounds like. That would be a huge break for the Jets. Yeah. So, yeah,
4: this whole Fields thing has been interesting, man. I mean, yeah, it, it, if you ask if we'd have had this, you know, within the first few weeks of the season, I think a lot of bears fans would be telling you like maybe fields, isn't the guy, you know, and then they, they went through and they basically, they changed the really the entire offense and over that mini bye week going into the Patriots game and, and things have looked much different. A lot of that's because of Justin Fields' legs and, you know, Brandon Thorne, I do agree to a certain extent. Um, yes, he is more exciting than he is good. Um, I, I think the big thing with Fields right now is the development from you know from a passing standpoint is really the next step, right? And it's but it's it, it's it's a tough situation. This is something that a lot of us have been talking about, even going you know back to the offseason when we're watching Ryan Poles make all these moves, and we're like, okay, man, like what about the offensive line? It's like I don't care. You know, if you want to have Darnell Mooney and, and Byron Pringle as your one and two at receiver, that's fine, but you've got to do something more on the offensive line. And there were quite a few Bears fans that were convinced that, that this was the best line that they'd seen since 2018, and there was a lot of untapped potential. And it's like a lot of us are sitting there pumping the brakes, like, dude, no, 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 this is going to be bad. And then they sign Riley Reef, and was, oh, we just, you know, we just had to be patient. And it's like, well, Riley Reef isn't the same player that he has been. He's 34 years old, and really didn't even start the year. So, in a lot of ways, when you look at this. Yes. Field still needs to develop as a passer. No, no question about it. He's been much more exciting. Uh, He's really, he's put the team on his back. And I mean, the only reason they've even been in some of these games is because of what he's done, but it's really hard to develop uh, as a passer when you just have consistent pressure in any sort of drop back situation. And that's pretty much what we've seen as far as the injury goes. You know I know that there's been some you know talk going around the last few weeks how you know his current plays and sustainable um I you know I don't know about all that here's what I will say you know it, it the the injury happened um literally on the last series of the game it was uh first and 10 the Bears had I think there was like 157 remaining all three timeouts and right away Luke gets calls basically a, a quarterback draw and I, I don't know why I don't know what the heck he was thinking but Justin Fields went down on his arm and you could very clearly see that there was something going on and then the next play it was a broken play and he ended up basically taking off up the middle took another shot and then threw the interception and then after the game there was some kind of you know clarity issues as to what was going on originally it was uh, reported as a shoulder separate or sorry a shoulder dislocation um, it turns out it is a shoulder separation and i know there's been some random timelines going on as far as you know he's He's day to day, but we're not ruling out, you know, him being out for the season. I can tell you right now, he's not going to be out for the season. This is not an injury that is going to keep him out for the season. I do think when it comes down to, it, again, this is just my personal guess. I think that there is a slight chance he plays in this game, but I mean, he was even asked today. He said, if the game was today, could you play? And he said, no, there's no way. You no, know, he just, he basically, he feels pain on every single throw. Yeah. They can give him a quarter zone shot. Yes. There's not a, lot of risk of him re-injuring or making the injury worse, but there still is a risk. And let's be honest, man, the bears are three and eight right now, right? There's a lot of good things that have happened over the last, I don't know, six weeks of the season. And this is even something that Fields talked about today. And the fact that he's not going to risk him playing on Sunday to risk the, you know, the remaining five games that they have on the schedule. They have, you know, the, the game against the jets, they have a game next week against the Packers and they have a week 14 bye. So you know, conventional thinking would say, okay, you know, you, you sit him this week, you see where he's at next week with a with an extreme amount of caution. But worst case, he doesn't throw a ball for three weeks, and you come back after the bye, and hopefully you have him healthy for the final four games of the season to where maybe you can figure out some of the offensive line stuff if you can, and then you kind of go from there. But, yeah, I think, it, it again, if I had to guess, I don't think he's going to play. I do think that they're going to milk this as long as they possibly can, and I think, you know, ultimately – you know, there's probably going to be some talk that he may play. And if he doesn't, then, yeah, it's going to be Trevor Simeon. Uh, they went out and they made him, as weird as it sounds, they made him a priority this offseason in terms of bringing in a backup quarterback. Then they also have Nathan Peterman. Um, pray to God for both fan bases that we don't have to see that at quarterback um, <laughs> would be the guy on the practice squad that would probably end up being elevated as the uh, backup for the game. But, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. It's it's definitely been a uh, a trying season in a lot of ways. Obviously, Jets fans are are very aware of how things go during a rebuild and especially the beginning of a rebuild and, you know, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of a young quarterback, but things are definitely pointing up, but I think a lot of Bears fans are holding their breath hoping one, I mean, let's be honest, man, the Bear <laughs> Again, the Bears are 3 and 8 if, you know, if if things ended today they would have the third overall pick um, and because of their strength of schedule, they really can't win many more games. I think that's kind of the goal for a lot of bears fans right now and to get as highest pick as possible. But also, I mean, the, the, the future health of their, you know, the, their hopeful franchise quarterback is hanging in the balance and taking any sort of risks in a three and eight season just doesn't make a ton of sense.
2: Play like a jet.
3: Play like a jet. We went from the possibility of Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields to the very real possibility of Mike White versus Trevor Simeon. As the old saying goes, how the tables have turned. This is going to be a much different game on Sunday than we were expecting. And so if you're going over to PrizePicks.com and playing in their daily fantasy projections, you're not going to want to go anywhere near those quarterbacks because you have no idea what to expect. I don't even know if there are going to be odds on the two quarterbacks. I think if you're going to pick anybody in your two to six players that you pick over prizepicks.com, you probably want to pick David Montgomery and we're going to get back to him in a little bit. That's probably going to be one of my picks. When you go to prizepicks.com, you pick two to six players and if they do better or worse than their prizepicks player projection, depending on whether you pick them to do better or worse, you can win up to 25 times the amount of money that you put in very easy you don't play against anybody else just against the prize picks player projection you can do football basketball baseball hockey anything you want it's all there at prizepicks.com. just use the promo code plaj when you sign up and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks so if you put in 100 bucks they'll match you 100 bucks if you put in 50 bucks they'll match you 50 bucks just go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code plaj and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks and like I said Aaron I think David Montgomery is probably going to be the most important player in this game if Trevor Simeon Plays. You take away all the dynamic plays that Justin Fields makes with his legs, and I don't think anybody's afraid of what Trevor Simeon's going to do with his arm. You take a look at the running game. Khalil Herbert was playing well, but now he's hurt. You've got David Montgomery, who's been very reliable. He's got 500 yards so far this season, and he's the guy that you would expect they would lean on a lot. Darnell Mooney very good wide receiver But he hasn't done as much As people were hoping not necessarily Because of him but because of Justin Fields Early struggles he's got about 500 Yards receiving which I don't think is too Bad considering the situation that he found Himself in Aaron we joked before The season started I remember we were talking About this the Bears were going out and basically Throwing darts at almost Every former high draft pick wide Receiver and just hoping one of them would be good They went out they got Nikhil Harry then they Traded a second round pick right around the trade deadline to bring in Chase Claypool from the Steelers it's only been a couple of games but Claypool hasn't done much so far so again Mooney is the guy in the passing game but because it's probably going to be Trevor Simeon I wouldn't worry too much about it I think David Montgomery is probably the key on offense here right yeah I you know it's and this is
4: kind of the other level to you know, this offense right now. I mean, I'm sure, you know, most jets fans are probably aware the bears, you know, have led the league and rushing the majority of the year. And they've been dead last and passing for most of the year because of how this offense is designed. Now you obviously, if Justin Fields doesn't play in this game, you obviously take out that. But I think one of the bigger things that we saw last week against the Falcons was the fact that Khalil Herbert is a lot more valuable to this offense. And I think a lot of people had kind of assumed that he was now, this is something that I've been saying for a while. And I, I know, you know, many Bears fans will disagree because everybody loves David Montgomery, but David Montgomery is the third best rusher the Bears have on this team right now. Justin Fields has been the best quarterback and the best running back on this team. Uh, you know, Khalil Herbert has been great. I mean, his biggest issue is he's not very good in pass protection. And he's questionable in terms of catching the ball. Obviously, some big things that you want to work on, but year two, I think you can kind of you know, look past it when he's, he, I mean, he was averaging uh, over five yards of carry for a while. I mean, he was averaging six yards of carry there for a while um, earlier in the season. So yeah, that's kind of the problem when you, when you put Khalil Herbert on IR um, and then all of a sudden you're relying on David Montgomery, who really hasn't been that efficient this year. And the problem is, is, within this new offense, they're doing a lot more wide zone and a lot more zone running in general. And he just seems to, not only does he lack vision, but I think the the bigger thing is, is he's almost too patient back behind the line of scrimmage. You know, with a guy like Khalil Herbert, he gets the ball and goes like he, he's basically a one cut up the field and that's helped him out a lot. And David Montgomery does a lot of dancing around in the backfield and he was definitely better last week, but you're definitely not seeing from the running back position right now. You're not seeing the type of production in terms of yard per carry uh, that you were seeing before uh, Khalil Herbert went out. And I think the other issue is, is that they have Tristan Ebner uh, who's a rookie uh, back behind him from Baylor, who really, man, I mean, he has been, bad i don't really know how else to put it like he's just not a very good runner he's got a lot of speed his biggest thing coming out of the draft was the fact that he was a good pass catcher uh, they really haven't utilized that all that much so what they've been doing at least this last game was david montgomery got the bulk of the carries and anytime trust Ebner came into the game all of a sudden the run game was just basically nothing unless it was justin Fields. so it it makes things more difficult um, because Unfortunately, the Bears have the worst line in football right now, and they were better at run blocking, you know, earlier in the season, it really hasn't been the case um, over the last few weeks of the season. Now you look at their, you know, their rushing yard totals, and that may seem a little, little weird to say, but really, Justin Fields has been that guy and then Khalil Herbert back behind him has also been, you know, the more productive of the two running backs. So, David Montgomery, by default, is going to have a better game. I, I think really what this is going to come down to, if Trevor Simeon is the starter, I think you're going to see a much more... Uh, quick passing games. I think you're going to see basically, you know, bubble screens, uh, you know, slants, uh, different things to get the ball out of his hands uh, early. And again, when you're going with a veteran quarterback who kind of knows that type of offense, it's it's a lot easier than a guy like Justin Fields, who really is kind of more of a big game hunter. He likes to kind of sit back in the pocket when there is a pocket, which is not very often, and and try to figure things out. And again, he's still a young quarterback. He's still learning how to process defenses and, and coverages and everything else. So I think you're going to see an offense that has been averaging close to 30 points a game over the last four or five games. You're going to see uh, an offense that kind of looked like it did um, last year with, uh, you know, with Andy Dalton throwing the ball. It's just going to be a lot of quick outs, Uh, you know, leaning on the run game, but unfortunately, against that Jets defensive front man, uh, with that offensive line of the Bears, it's just, it's, there's going to be a lot of issues. I, I just, I, I, there's, there's no real easy way to put it. Um, I think if, if there's any offensive player on the Bears side of the ball that you, you, that you would probably want to, you know, start or whatever it may be, I think David Montgomery would be that guy, but. I don't know, man. I, uh, I've seen enough of the Jets' defense, and, and I've seen enough of the Bears' issues uh, offensively and the things that they've tried to scheme away from to know that this is a horrible horrible matchup especially when you have a guy like trevor simeon back at quarterback
3: the bears may have some problems on defense too because i remember we were talking a couple of weeks ago and you said the jets should have a field day with the bears defense now a lot of things have changed since we spoke about that but still the bears defense has largely struggled this year do you still feel that same way about them especially now that roquan smith is gone
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, this defense It's funny that the best this defense has played was actually last week. Now you look at it and say, well, they gave up 27 points. And realistically, it was really only 20. Uh, some of that was, you know, bad field position, whatever. Um, but I mean, overall, man, they, they, they looked better. But here's the issue. The biggest issue that this team has is, again, it's the exact opposite of what the Jets have going on on their defense. The Bears have the worst defensive line in football right now. I mean, it's not even – there's not even a close second right now. And, I mean, there's some pretty bad defensive lines out there. The Bears – that's the problem is the bears interior is just not good. Justin Jones is probably the best guy they got at three technique. And really he's not even, you know, he's not very good at all. I mean, he's probably a replacement level player on most teams right now. I mean, there's a reason that the chargers let him walk. And then you look at their, their defensive ends right now. And there's, I I can't even really highlight you a guy that is really an impact uh, player. I mean, they've got Travis Gibson, who's in his third year and, you know, he's been okay. Uh, Dominique Robinson, who's a rookie, who's been, you know, He's flashed at times, but he's also a converted receiver. Uh, still learning the position. Qadin Muhammad uh, really hasn't been anything like he was billed coming over from Indianapolis. And then obviously you look at the linebackers, and it's like Nicholas Morrow is okay. You know he's okay as the will. Uh, Jack Sanborn's kind of been the eye, the apple of Bears' eyes. He's an undrafted free agent. Uh, you know, a local kid. Um, you know, plays college ball at Wisconsin. He's kind of the prototypical uh, player that Bears fans absolutely love and will latch onto. But yeah, you know, it, it's it's an issue, and and I think right now where a lot of Bears fans are looking is that secondary. And you know, Kyler Gordon, uh, their their first second round pick has been he's been bad. I mean, there's just really no other way to put it. Beyond rookie struggles, he has been bad. Um, And I think, you know, the two biggest highlights that they have defensively is Jaquan Brisker, who was our second second round pick, and he's been playing really well And Eddie Jackson. Well, the problem is, is right now, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker are both in concussion protocol. And as you know, um, especially in the modern NFL, usually if you're in concussion protocol on a Wednesday it's a pretty good chance you're not going to be playing on, uh, you know, on Sunday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this this defense lacks talent all around. Again, this is year one of a rebuild. They traded away Khalil Mack. They traded away Robert Quinn. They traded away uh, Roquan Smith. Um, but then you start t- taking away some of those pieces, uh, you know, in the secondary. And it, it's it's definitely not looking good. Um, again, obviously, you're going to have a better idea on this than I would. But to me, like when I look at this Zach Wilson situation, this feels like the type of game against this, you know, this defense where you know, this would be a good building block. And again, you know, hopefully for your guys' sake, Mike white looks good and, and things are all good, but this is a type of defense. I think for any, you know, young quarterback struggling or not, this is the type of defense that you want to go against because they can't get pressure on the quarterback. They can't stop the run. And they're pr- very likely going to be missing two of their better pieces in the secondary. So it's, it's uh yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough go for the bears defense and and this should be a good game for Mike White and you know whoever else is whoever else is out there for him at quarterback.
3: It's funny you say all that, Aaron, because that sounds a lot like what Robert Sala walked into last year with the Jets. Their defense was the worst in the league, and then this year they have one of the best. And I think the Bears may have a similar situation ahead of them because they've got high draft picks, they've got money to spend in free agency, and I'm very high on Matt Eberflus. You and I spoke after the Bears hired him. He was one of my top choices when the Jets hired Robert Sala. The three guys I liked were Sala. Brandon Staley and Matt Eberflus, all three ended up getting hired, although Eberflus got hired a year later. We'll see what the results end up being, but I really like him. I think he's got the right mindset to be a head coach, and he's a very smart defensive mind, and so I think this year he realizes he doesn't have that much, and we'll see what he puts together in the offseason. But I'm curious where you're at with this coaching staff right now between him and Luke Getze. Obviously, the arrow has been pointing up with Justin Fields. How much of that is because of Getze. Tell me a little bit about that. And then also, what do you expect to see from the coaches strategy-wise, especially if Fields is out? You talked about what you think they're going to do in the passing game, but what do you think they're going to do overall? And ultimately, how do you think this game winds up? You don't have to give me an exact score prediction, but just the general ballpark of how you think it turns out.
4: Yeah, well, I think offensively the game plan is is going to be you know pretty much what I said. They're going to lean on the run game. Um, I, I think they're going to go to a quick uh, passing game, and they're basically going to rely on you know probably about two hundred yards worth of passing and hope. That they can get in the end zone a few times. I think you're going to see a lot of lot of field goals. I mean, this is going to be a pretty, uh, you know, vanilla approach offensively. Just because a lot of what they've done offensively and the success that they've had has been predicated around what Justin Fields can do, and you know, Trevor Simeon's just not that 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 guy. Um, as far as the coaching staff. I think overall they've done a pretty good job. Um, I think the biggest thing that I have issues with so far is more of the in-game coaching. I think Eberflus, because he's a defensive-minded head coach, uh, has a tendency of going a little bit more uh, conservative than I would like. I think Lou Getze has also been a little bit more conservative than I've liked as well, um, You know, especially in certain situations late in games. Now, I think overall, it's just it's tough, you know. Kind of like the Jets last year, it's really tough to evaluate a coaching staff when the the talent lacks uh, as much as it does on both sides of the ball right now for the Bears. You know, I I just I think if this was you know if this was a game with with both uh, quarterbacks you know playing and you know both teams at full strength. I still think this is a terrible matchup for the Bears, and I think a lot of that is because of the Jets' defense. You know, I mean, we've we you know we, we've talked about it a little bit. I've, I've watched a decent amount of the Jets to know, um, you know, they're just a really talented team, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that this is just going to spell a lot of issues for the Bears because the Bears are weak in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and I think that's, that's something that has really hurt them uh, throughout the year, and I think that, unfortunately, because of the lack of talent that they've had to work with, it, it leads them to a lot of close games, but they've had three games in a row where they've had chances to get the ball back offensively and go down and either tie the game or win the game, and they haven't been able to do so. And I think that this is just kind of the script that they're following. I think the other thing to kind of note too is – There's only so many times that you can stay close in games, lacking talent before, you know, before these guys just start to get discouraged. And I don't know if I'd say give up, but I think that as the season wears on and you tend to lose the same type of games over and over, I think after a while, that fight just kind of goes away a little bit. I think that just kind of is what it is. And I think that we're, we're quickly reaching that point, especially without fields, you know, on, you know, out there. Um, I think that this is going to be a game where the bears just look um, much more anemic than normal. Uh, They may move the ball a decent amount between the twenties. It's something that they've been able to do all year, but I just don't, I don't know, man, I don't see how they're going to be able to score uh, many touchdowns and ultimately the jets are just a lot better of a team. And, you know, I think that it's, it's just going to start showing down the stretch for the bears that they lack talent, you know, and, 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 you know, coaching's been good. They've been all the, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, grab the ball by the horns and say in a lot of these games, but they haven't figured out how to close games. And you take the best player on the field out uh, for the Bears. And I just, I, 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 I struggle to find ways to where they're going to be able to win a lot of games, especially this type of game where this is just, again, this is just a really bad matchup for them.
3: Aaron Lemming of Windy City Gridiron and the Bear Report. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Bears with me ahead of their matchup with the Jets. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check you out on social media, read your work, listen to your podcast. How can they do all that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. This, is, uh, this has definitely been fun. You can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL on Twitter. Uh, like you said, you can read my work on either the bay or uh, wendy windy city gridiron. We also do a weekly podcast with uh, the Bay report and yeah, that's pretty much about it, man. Just kind of, <laughs> kind of in survival mode uh, for the rest of this season, which is luckily is something that you guys don't have to go through as jets fans anymore. Um, so, you know, you guys got an exciting playoff race ahead and, the Bears have an exciting race to hopefully get as you know high of a pick as possible and get to look towards the uh, towards the off with a lot of resources.
3: Hadn't been paying much attention to the draft this year For the first time in a while Aaron And of course I was all excited About this playoff chase and then all this drama Happens and now obviously a little less Excited but as you said they still have a winning Record and a chance to go to the playoffs so Very different goals for the Jets This year than it has been the last Couple of years very excited about that but I think the Bears are probably headed in that direction Too make sure you check out everything Aaron Is doing over at the Bear Report and Winnie City Gridiron and follow him on Twitter Check out everything we're doing over at Play like a Jet. And the play like a jet YouTube channel, The Thunder from down under Luke Grant has some great all twenty-two breakdowns on our channel. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, That's teepublic.com. That's tepublic.com. We've got the John Frank Myers, Quinn and Williams Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach says go long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there. That's teepublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets' podcasts and content You know where to go That's Play like a Jet Digital at PlayLikeAJet.com
2: Okay, round two Name something that's not boring
1: a laundry? Ooh, a book club!
0: We heard you loud and clear. So go to luckylandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino style games for free. Get lucky today. At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington, and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring.
2: Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>